Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome into Best on the Board. It is Wednesday, April 27th. We are presented as always by BetMGM. Michael Beller here with you. Today on this episode of Best of the Board, we are going to take a look at the full Major League Baseball slate. It's Wednesday, so you know we've got a very busy day ahead of us. Some getaway day games uh, during the day full slate of night games to look at as well. So we break it all down here on this episode of Best on the Board. Joining me to do so is John Greenberg, Chicago sports columnist extraordinaire. John, what's going on, man? Thanks for being with us. Hey, no problem. No problem. Just uh, trying to familiarize myself with some betting lines for baseball. I haven't quite gotten into betting baseball just yet uh, this season. So a little bit of a crash course, which is why I came to the best baseball gambling podcast uh i know there you go there you go at least we're trying to establish ourselves as such and hey listen if, if you're gonna if you're gonna get your feet wet you might as well get your feet wet with uh with what you know right and so that's exactly where you take us we're just gonna jump right in here uh first play for us on this episode of best on the board is also one of the first games of the day royals and white Sox getting together in Chicago, Dylan Cease versus Zach Grinky. So it could be a very good matchup uh, on the south side this afternoon. And we've got uh, a couple of interesting lines in this game. The full game money line is White Sox minus 200, Royals plus 165. The first five money line, White Sox minus 190, Royals plus 155 with an over-under of three and a half runs. Not a huge surprise when you've got Cease and Grinky going up against one another. Uh, what do you like in this one? Uh, well, you know what? The last, uh, not the last. The last game, Cease only struck out three. Yep. But the previous two, he struck out eight. I kind of like Cease to come up. It's a little, you know, it's not like the, the Royals beat the White Sox on Tuesday night, but not with a ton of offense, uh, a lot of error, errors, misplays. Yes. Uh, I think the White Sox walked eleven, which is kind of amazing. Yes. Um, so I, I think Cease is going to come out and kind of, you know, it, I don't know how this offense will do, but I think he'll lock him back in. I like over seven and a half strikeouts. Um, you know, I think he's gone into the sixth, and I know in the last two, I don't know if the first one he went into, the, I think he might have went into the sixth mm-hmm. in his first di- first outing and got pulled with no outs. Uh, but, you know, I like him going six innings, a full six innings here, striking out eight. Yeah, the one area – that I would push back if I was going to push back at all, because this is probably a no play for me on this game. Is just the fact that the Royals aren't a huge swing and miss team. Nineteen point four percent K rate on the season. It's actually the second best over the first what we're about three weeks deep into this Major League Baseball season. Only the Mets are striking out less often. On the flip side, if I was going to argue against myself, I would say Dylan Cease doesn't really need to have a you know strikeout prone team to be able to whiff eight guys. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's kind of what I was I was looking at as well. I mean, yeah, they're they're pretty good, but also like you know, it's a quick turnaround from yesterday. I think you know, get out mm-hmm. the sunshine, cease throws some strikeouts, but I also like the um, the first five under. Yes, under three and a half. I like a nice three runs here and and kind of sweat that la- that fifth inning. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't like. I, I, you know, the White Sox haven't been doing much of anything. No. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they face with Granky today and his kind of his repertoire. Um, I've been seeing Granky against God. I remember seeing, I remember covering the team as like a freelancer. I used to do a lot of MLB.com and I would have to mm-hmm. go in the visitors' clubhouse a lot, like for years. And I go back far enough that I remember talking to, uh, talking to Mike Sweeney about Granky coming <laughs> back after he took the time off and, you know, he had some, 
some anxiety and some other stuff that he addressed and Sweeney telling us how he was wrong to criticize Granky when he walked away from the game. And I remember talking to Granky as just like a really, really young pitcher. And now he's like, he was probably, he's only a couple years younger than I am. So (laughs) it's kind of funny to see him come back now, but yeah, I like that under in the first five. Yeah, now this is one I can get on board with, too. Uh, we know what Cease has done this season. And Grinky, uh, quietly, a, a really strong start to the season. Made three starts, 16 innings oh. across those three starts. He's given up just four earned runs in that time. Obviously, uh, at this stage of his career, not striking out a ton of guys, but he just he induces a ton of soft contact. He doesn't really beat himself. He doesn't walk anyone with the way the White Sox offense is going, or I guess not going, as the case may be. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a good one to take a look at. As you and I know all too well, also, we are uh, dealing with uh, extreme cold temperatures as far as uh, the the last week of April goes here in Chicago. So uh, it feels like a good day to pitch in Chicago rather than hit. And uh, with Cease and Grinky going against each other, under three and a half for those first five innings. Don't even bother with the back half of the game. First five, under three and a half, feeling like a strong play to get us started on best on the board. I'm going to go to a full game bet. My first play of the day is going to be a full game bet. Astros and Rangers getting together in Texas. The Astros are minus 135 on the money line. You're looking at the uh, Rangers on the other side of this matchup at plus 105. I like the Astros here, John. Christian Javier getting the ball for the Astros. Glenn Otto taking the mound for the Rangers. And Christian Javier, this will be his first start of the season for the Astros, but he has been very effective out of the bullpen. Eight and a third shutout innings in three appearances as a reliever, 12 Ks against one walk. The Astros are going to a six-man rotation for the next month or so is what they're planning. They're playing 33 games in 34 days, so they're going to go six men in the rotation for that stretch of time. And I think, I mean, I really think Christian Javier sticks in the rotation at the end of this. Jake Odorizzi struggling to start the season. Jose Urquidy struggling to start the season. Christian Javier has been in their rotation previously and just has a higher ceiling than those two guys. So I think he has a very nice game against the Rangers. You worry a little bit about a guy making his first start of the season. But in his last appearance as a reliever, he made 50, he threw 55 pitches. The appearance before that, he threw 53. So I think he can probably comfortably get out to 75, 80 pitches. And against the Rangers, hopefully that's enough to get him through five innings at the very least. On the other side, Glenn Otto only got 65 innings under his belt above the double-A level. We don't really know a lot about him. He did have a good first start to this season. That was against Oakland. This is a little bit of a step up in weight class going up against Houston. I'll take the Astros laying the 135. This for Javier's second start, and we were pushing him out to 90 pitches. I would feel pretty good about that, but here we are at this level that he's at. I still think that this is a lineup he can take care of business against. Uh, Marcus Semien off to a really slow start in his first year with the Rangers, so there's not a lot of guys you have to concern yourself with too much in this Rangers lineup, at least as they are hitting right now. Let's go back uh, to a couple of plays from you, or at least let's go back to one here. Let's start off with um, a a prop that you've got for us here in Phillies and Rockies. Ryan Feltner taking the mound for the Rockies today. And speaking of slow starts, it has been a slow start uh, to the season for our old friend in Chicago, Kyle Schwarber, uh, in his first year with the Phillies. Hit a home run in his first plate appearance of the season and has really considerably slowed to that point of the year. But uh, a matchup with Ryan Feltner certainly looks good on paper for the Rockies. So what's your play here with Schwarber? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the fact that, you know, uh, Schwarber's facing a righty, Schwarber's, you know, still riding high from that attention he got from his uh, George Costanza-like uh, meltdown. Yes. Uh, 
look just like Stan's argument about being called T-Bone. <laughs> um, so I think old T-Bone here is going to go, is going to have an RBI. I went with over, you know, the half RBI for plus 150. Mm-hmm. Facing a righty, this guy Ryan Feldner. I mean, come on. I think I like, you never know what's going to happen, but I like Schwarber knocking in a run here. I, I don't know if it's going to get a season going. He has off to a slow start. He has four homers, but yeah, I'll, I'll take Schwarber driving in a run in this game. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting to see Joe Girardi throwing the towel so quickly on Schwarber as his leadoff man, uh, which something we saw yeah. happen in Chicago as well. Um, and now Schwarber's been hitting in the middle of the order. He's been slotted sixth pretty regularly. Lefties, righties, doesn't seem to matter. Girardi's really not budging off him being in that six hole. And, and so, you know, I, you take what you get with it, right? Fewer plate appearances, but he's got, you know, some better hitters in front of him. So maybe more RBI opportunities there. For Schwarber, it's uh, I would still I would as a if I'm building a Phillies lineup, I would still like to see Schwarber in that leadoff hole rather than Gene Segura, who they've been rolling with recently. Right. This is also a Cleveland Cincinnati matchup. Oh, how about as that? Feldner is from went to Walsh Jesuit, Cuyahoga Falls. Schwarber's from Middletown on the other side of the state. Feldner went to Ohio State. Uh, Schwarber went to Indiana. So just a lot of angles here. There you go. I like that playing all. Yeah, playing all the angles here in this Kyle Schwarber RBI prop. I'm going to play a different angle here with Vlad Jr. Same sort of angle. I'm going Vlad Jr. to drive in a run today. It's at plus 105. Uh, the uh, Blue Jays facing off with Michael Walker in his first year in Boston. The numbers look pretty decent for Walker thus far this season, but the results or the, the peripherals are, are really looking scary. He's not getting any whiff. He's not getting any chase. And, you know, we Michael Walker, a very known commodity across Major League Baseball, that's not a huge surprise. What concerns you a little bit, though, uh, going up against this Toronto lineup of any sort of lineup is that he's been getting knocked around. Uh, bad exit velocity numbers, bad barrel rate numbers. The XERA suggests he's been getting pretty lucky on balls in play. And all that is just not the formula you want to bring into a matchup with these Toronto Blue Jays. Flat Jr. picking up right where he left off in 2021, hitting 328, 400, 594 on the season. He lives in that three spot for the Blue Jays. George Springer, Bo Bichette in front of him. This just feels like the sort of a, a matchup where we're going to see that Blue Jays offense really bring its force to bear. And with that in mind, I don't want to necessarily play the totals because uh, these Blue Jays-Red Sox games have been a little screwy uh, so far this season. This will already be the sixth time these teams have played each other later today. But I do feel comfortable just betting Vlad to drive in a run and getting a little bit of plus money at plus 105. All right, John, one more play a piece And batter versus pitcher, hot streaks, there are reasons to believe in those things. There are reasons to fade those things. There might be no hotter hitter going right this very second than Anthony Rizzo after his three-homer game on Tuesday night. Let's hear why he keeps it rolling tonight against Tyler Wells and the Orioles. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, go with Tyler. Tyler Wells has started. I think he's made three starts. Not not doing so hot. He's uh, 0-2 with a 6-7-5 ERA. He actually already lost to the Yankees this season. Did not give up any home runs to the Yankees. Uh, but then, you know, that game was in uh, – in Baltimore. Now you're in New York, right-handed pitcher. Uh, Rizzo did have an RBI single in that game. He faced him earlier this month. So I like Rizzo hitting a home run. Yeah. You know, he hit three yesterday. So it's yes. kind of like, or Tuesday. So it's kind of silly to, you know, maybe go with this streak, but you know, facing a right-hander is not yeah. very good. I know Rizzo's streaky. I've seen it. Yes. I've seen him go in some unbelievable tank jobs 
and I've seen him go on some heaters. I mean, he is an emotional, you know, reactive player who gets into his groove. He's not a not an overly, uh, I wouldn't call him a thinking man's player. Uh, he's not a guy that's going to get to the park early to work out. As a matter of fact, in Chicago, you know, in baseball, there's the early bus, the late bus. Late bus gets there around the time, ball, uh, around about three and a half hours, three hours in, in advance. And then there's the Rizzo bus. <laughs> that's what we called it. The Rizzo bus comes <laughs> after the late bus, um, usually around the, towards the end of uh, media availability. Um, so Rizzo, I think it's going to get to New York. I think he's playing, he's, he's going to get to Yankee stadium. He's feeling good about himself. I like another short porch mm-hmm. home run for our guy, Anthony Rizzo plus 400. It, it plays well to his strengths, that park. Uh, you know, if he was, uh, if he was going to end up anywhere this off season after, you know, playing out last year with the Yankees and then going into this off season as a free agent that, you know, played well to his strengths. Uh, you know, you can't really ask for more as a lefty with, with some pull power, uh, than to play in a place like Yankee stadium. And we saw that on display in that third homer that, I mean, no one thought was going to be really doing right. anything and somehow dropped out of the stadium, out of the, out of the park. Uh, it's just a, a ridiculous looking home run. Everyone having a little bit of a laugh over it. And so the stadium plays well for him. The matchup with a righty and Wells plays well for him. And again, we're not going to read too much into the incredibly small sample Tyler Wells has put up so far this season, but he's fourth. He's in the fourth percentile in the league in, in barrel rate. He's in the 17th percentile in K rate. So you figure you're going to get some contact against him. Uh, just really all the peripherals suggest that this is going to be a guy who at best eats some innings for the Orioles this season and doesn't really provide much resistance against any sort of lineup, especially one like the Yankees. So there we go. We'll put that on the board. Plus 400 for Rizzo to hit a home run today against the Orioles. I'm going to wrap things up with my final pick of the day here. I'm taking us over to Dodgers and Diamondbacks where I find a first five bet that I like. I'm going to say under four runs, John, in the first five innings of this game. It pays out at minus 105. And part of the reason that you get that uh, that sort of number just a little bit less than the standard 110 juice is because it's the Dodgers and you're just not often going to see a Dodgers team come under really any sort of mark with how good this offense is. But this is the sort of matchup to do it in. They put Julio Urias up on the mound today. They go up against Zach Gallen for the Diamondbacks. Zach Gallen off to a great start so far this season. Two outings for him. Nine innings pitched in those two outings. He's still coming off a little bit of a thumb issue in spring training, but the results have been excellent. Nine Ks against two walks, just one and run in those nine innings. Julio Urias, meanwhile, knocked around in Colorado his last time. That's going to happen to pretty much any pitcher when they go to Colorado. His first two starts of the season, however, one run, 11 Ks, four walks, three hits, and 11 innings pitch. So now he gets a friendlier environment going up against the Diamondbacks today. And I think this is a game that the two starting pitchers can dominate the first couple of times through the order. And that's really all we're concerned about in a first five inning bet. You get through the order two times unscathed or minorly scathed. And you're going to feel good about this. I say the pitchers, it, it is a story of starting pitching to begin this game. And they stay under the four runs over the first five innings. And that's going to do it for this episode of Best on the Board. Thanks so much for listening. For John Greenberg, I am Michael Beller. Good luck. Happy betting. We'll talk to you soon.